Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, In the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructionals right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Three and boom. Boom, back again. <laughs> back again. Back again. So, uh, yeah, and this time we're actually post-training. Yeah. Both of us got to train today. So sort of. Last week was a little depressing. And so you didn't train at all left. No, <laughs> neither one of us wrestled. Neither one of us wrestled. Yeah, I didn't even get to drill because of my low back. But uh, I drilled in. Reserve myself to beating up women that are smaller than me. That was funny. <laughs> I feel that's the safest thing. You were, <laughs> you were taking it to him. <laughs> I was like, you're going to come out of this knee thing feeling really good really? about your jiu-jitsu, dude. <laughs> beating up women and anybody that's like 10 to 20 pounds lighter than I am. Yep. Yeah. So, but that was good to see you doing something, though. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's funny. As I kind of came, I don't know what clicked in my head this week. Present, you know, because I haven't had. Obviously, once I get operated on, I gotta chill out. Yeah. I don't want to fuck it up. But until then, I'm like, dude, I was wrestling for a long time with a torn ACL. Yeah. It kept dislocating on me, so that's what caused a little bit more damage. But then I was like, well, I can still fucking wrestle a little bit as long as I wrestle with someone I can completely control the situation. As long as I'm, I can out muscle them 
to where if they get a little too squirrely, yeah, I can <laughs> slow down. Around. I can just settle them down, you know. And it's, it's, yeah, so as long as I don't have to wrestle somebody that makes me scramble or can like contort me in a funny way, yeah, I was like, oh, I can keep myself safe. Yeah. So women and children. Okay. I'm beating the shit out of them until surgery. <laughs> Just trying any of your Wagner no. back take stuff or back I, I, a, stuff. A little. Yeah. I mean, like, it's really just more like flow rolling. Right, right, just right. You're not trying to kill them. I'm not trying to kill anybody. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my heart rate up a little yeah. bit. I almost broke a sweat. Yeah. Didn't quite. Saw your... A little bit. Trying to start in some bad positions. So yeah, yeah. Just taking advantage of that too. Yeah. So. It's good, man. So, yeah. It was good. I mean, I did a good workout before I even came in to Grumpy Guy this morning. Then the Grumpy Guy workout. And then drilling. Yeah. I've been lifting like a motherfucker. Yeah. Since I can't wrestle. I gotta have an outlet. Walking up. I've been trying. I go out in my garage, put on some heavy metal, and just fucking lift weights. Yeah. I do that like a couple times a day. <laughs> couple times a day. <laughs> Alright. So. Well, I figured I might get skinny after this operation, so I gotta try to <clears throat> put on a little mass. Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting because the, uh, I mean, having the isometrics, like you didn't have those last time. No. Not to rebuild. Yeah, that's something we'll start doing those like sooner yep. than lifting, quote yep. unquote. So that'll be, uh, yeah, kind of interesting to see how those play into your your rehab process and, and coming back. I did. I mean, I'm going to use them quite a bit. Yeah, because you know they're relatively safe. Yeah, and the real, I actually as far as as far as a lot of workout shit goes, ramping isometrics are super safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hate to use the words always and never because right. you're just doubting. Uh, how dumb some people can be. But, uh, yeah, it's really hard to hurt yourself with ramping isometrics. So, so you're especially like, like, when people have hurt themselves, usually it's like a muscle strain. Yep. It's not a, it's not a joint. So, you know, it's a muscle thing, not a joint thing. And that's a totally different um, injury category too. So, like, even pretending that, like, injury risk is, you know, it's relative to where the injury potential is. And so, like, even if you do hurt yourself doing isometrics, you're not going to damage your joint like you could trying to do lunges or step-ups or something, or something, back, something, something yeah. too soon yeah. and pushing it a little bit. So, yeah, that's uh, um, that's good. I know, man. The isometrics are so fucking good. It's such a underutilized... Like no one does them. No. Very few it's people. Not no one. Not no one, but very few. Yeah. Yeah, there is like I listen to the Mind Pump podcast. Yeah. yeah it's a great podcast. There's three call me heads, I say that jokingly, but the three pretty smart dudes. And it's, it's a lot about fitness, but they talk about all kinds of shit. And one of the guys on there, Justin, he, he talks about it quite a bit. He's he's of the three guys, he's kind of the less vocal of them. You know, the, the two other guys seem to talk a little bit more, but he definitely gets in there. But he likes a lot of the steel mace and Indian clubs, and he talks about isometrics. I've never heard him really talk about ramping isometrics, but he's never gotten into it a lot. But he he talks about the benefits of them, how good they are. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he definitely utilizes them. Yeah. And so there, there's there's a few you know people out there in the know. I would count these these guys are pretty fucking smart. Yeah. They got they put out a lot of good info. But it's still super fringe. It is. It it is fringe. Because you forget that like even like the mind pump. Listening to that is fringe. I mean, if you think about like the the total number of fitness people, dude. Okay, if you're talking about like everyone out there who's who's working out, air quotes, and and you know trying to get into fitness or or doing fitness, 
dude, the vast majority of those people are still running for 45 minutes or sitting, sitting on a biker or on their elliptical for 45 minutes while watching a, a, a fucking, you know, screen in front of them, watching TV, hitting the, the circuits for three sets of 10, or, you know, maybe they'll, they'll grab one of those, those kettlebells or things that you see and they'll do some squatty front <laughs> shoulder raise thing that looks like, a, you know, but they're not plugged in, man. Like we, we forget that we are fringe with this shit and like that's why people I, I, come I, to us for advice i do forget that quite a bit yeah you know i listen to a ton of podcasts to do with fitness and health and it's coming from different aspects you know like mind pump guys and then there's another guy named jordan shallow dr jordan shallow uh he I, he's a fucking meathead he's a gorilla like if you look at him i look up <laughs> look him up online like this dude i don't know how tall he is but he's fucking huge you know 260 pounds just loves lifting fucking heavy ass weights like he's just a meathead as meathead can be but smart as shit like he knows his yeah. shit about all kinds of stuff and man i love listening to that guy because it's a meathead so he, he definitely has he lets the inner meathead come out but he's he's not stupid you know what i mean yeah and i really like that yeah. <laughs> i find those guys out there and i'm like oh yeah, there's another guy out there ben pikulski have you have you ever got into his shit? You know, wait a minute, Ben. He, he, the name he was, sounds he was familiar. He's a pro bodybuilder. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the name sounds familiar, man. He's I, a fucking freak too. Yeah. Like you look at him, you would not think. I seem to remember him having an info product out back I'm when sure. I was like super deep into that. He I'm had sure one of the classic did. launches, you know, where you're like, I don't know. Do you remember those? Like, they don't, you never see those anymore. Like where people, you would tease it out. You yeah, get like, yeah. you'd sign up and you get like a teaser video every week, and then it's like, okay. It's launching tomorrow at yeah. 2 p.m. and we've only got so many DVDs in stock and you got to be one of the first ones because then you're going to get these bonuses and then and they would just get built up to... And dude, people made fucking bank off of that. But yeah, people just got burned out on it. Because well, the, the people got burned out on it and now they can't do that, the quote-unquote limited number of runs yeah. with DVDs because everything's digital download nowadays. So they kind of got rid of that model a little kind bit. Kind of. Did you see the BJJ fanatics try to pull that with yeah. their with the the Gordon Ryan passing? Yeah. They're like, we know. So we've only got a limited number of DVDs, and we know we can't oversell the digital because it'll crash the servers or whatever. I, I was like, here. good. I applauded them, dude. I was like, good effort, man. <laughs> good effort. Like, I I don't know if you're serious. But even just throwing that out there and making people think about it, like, good effort. Good on you. Good on I'm you, sure you man. I'm sure you suckered a few people in and make you that know, purchase. A few. You can look at it a couple ways, right? Like, then this is coming from a marketer. <laughs> that you're, you're trying to help people make the best decision possible for them. And, man, some people need some convincing sometimes. Like, and, and the, the scarcity idea, it's definitely proven. It's in like persuasion, I think, um, which is that, uh, it's a really famous book that talked about like the seven, basically the way the marketers persuade you to, uh, to, to buy shit and it can be used for good and it can be used for bad. You can definitely convince people to buy shit that they don't need. But if you think that this is going to help them, and you think that, and you know, like, man, okay, I got to try to tip the, the, the scales a little bit in your mind so that you make the decision that can help you improve 
then the scarcity tactic. But the thing is, is what makes it bad is when people don't mean it. It's like, you need to mean it. Don't lie to people. Like that's number, that's rule number one. Like don't lie to people. Now, if you're not going to lie to people using these other tactics is, I think, you know, uh, it's not a shady. It's not it's a not, shady. It's, not, it's really not shady at all. Just, you're, I mean, yeah, you're running a business, you're trying to sell shit. And as long as you believe it, yeah, you're not trying to sell snake oil. Right. The, the, then it's it, like, it's coming from a good place. Right. Your used car salesman, right. though, he's got a car that he knows. This is like the, the proverbial why people hate you know salesmen right. in marketing because you know you got this guy, he's got a car that he knows isn't good for you, and he is pushing hard to try to get you in it. And he's using all these things to try to get you to do something that you don't really want to do and pressures you into doing. And so you can definitely, but the thing is, is he knows he's lying to you. Like he knows and he's just purposefully doing mental gymnastics to, you know, be like, man, that's all right. I got to close the sale. But, you know, so with some of that stuff, that, like that's the, that's the idea. You know, it's not always coming from a bad spot. But that's why I'm like, man, I hope, I hope he was serious. If he wasn't serious and he was just lying to people, you know, that's not okay. Like, you know, but if you're serious, then cool. Uh, good on you for trying to bring that back. I wonder how it worked for you. I don't personally think he was serious because I still see that thing being advertised like crazy. So if he had a limited number of sales he was going to do, like he's, it doesn't make sense to continue to pay money to promote, to promote. something that yeah, you're I, not, I still that got, you're still sold got, out of. I got an email again the other day. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think he was, but, uh, um, but yeah, that's, that was the idea. It was like, that's the whole, the, the scarcity Thing, but you're right. Now that it's digital, it, that it's so hard to do. You can't do that. Either. It's really fucking hard to do. So yeah. Hopefully yeah. they were just. I when I saw that, I actually. I considered it a joke because I thought it was so ridiculous. I was like, they're just being. They're because it's Gordon Ryan. He's a smart ass. He's talking, trolling. He's people. trolling people. Like I really. That's how I saw it. That's exactly how I took it. You could be right, man. I, I was. Just, I just chuckled. I was like, oh, that's yeah. funny. That's cute. Yeah, that's funny. It's like right, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna say no more money, please. I don't yeah, want to take yeah, any, exactly. money, any more money. We can only download so many of these digital things. Look at the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah. Like I literally, that's how I saw. It. I was like, oh, yeah. that's kind of funny. Yeah, but yeah, I almost I thought I liked to think the narrative I put to it to make myself happy was that was Gordon's idea <laughs> just to fuck around. <laughs> like hey, say it's like a limited, you know, just I could. He seems like a smart ass. I've heard him in a lot of interviews and shit now. Yeah, like the dude's pretty smart. And he puts on a show. We know he does. Oh, yeah. And so I could definitely see him doing that. Like, hey, let's just say this for the fuck of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyways, that, that's what I chose to think. Okay. It made it, made it funnier it's for me. I didn't even think of that. It made it funnier for me. Yeah. Really. yeah. I just thought, old what's his name? The Bernardo. Nah, I, I, well, see, I couldn't think of it that way just because it was so stupid. <laughs> like, the, the only thing that would make sense. Those guys aren't dumb. They're BJJ fanatics. They're running the business. You know yeah, I mean? they're not dumb. They're not dumb. And the only way it would make sense to me is they they were coming at it from a joking standpoint. Yeah. Huh. I hoped. Okay. Anyways. Maybe. Anyways. So. Maybe one day we'll find out. The, probably the, not. The, the, the dirty truth will be revealed. If there's a fucking deity at the end of all this and I get to ask some questions, like, I don't think that's going to be <laughs> on the list. I've got a few other that are a little <laughs> higher than that one. Important. So, but, uh. Anyways. anyways, yeah, no idea how we got on. I don't know either. Oh, Ben Pikulski, but anyways, yeah, that's uh, right. Jesus, meathead shit. Meathead and we're shit. fringe on the fitness scene. Yes, I, I forget. I don't know, man. Like, 
I forget. I don't really think I'm on the fringe on the fitness type shit. I think there's a lot. There's this when when you're talking total numbers though, you know. Yeah, talking total numbers, yes. But we're not that out in my field. Oh man, really? Like I, 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 don't I still, know. I, I, if you go to your like average person trying to work out. Again, we live in this world, and I, the funny thing is, a lot of people listening to this kind of live in this world too. So it's right. hard to imagine, but it's just the numbers, you know, bear it out. Like the amount of people who have like a gym membership or are working out or you know anything at any given time, um, man, it's a lot of people. It's millions and millions of people, and the amount of people that are using steel maces and Indian clubs and isometrics and cold baths and intermittent fasting like you know it's still uh it's it's not a significant I, percentage I, I, I do i forget i think a lot of that shit just common knowledge and i assume it. you know that even if going to like a gym just your different workout principles like body part splits or compound movements you know or your, your major movements your push pull hinge squats yeah. all these different theories that you can apply to your programming i just assume everybody thinks like that okay i'm gonna work out a body part split the bodybuilder routine for the next six weeks yeah. or I'm going to work out. I'm going to do push, pull, hinge, squat for the next six weeks. Like, I just assume everybody fucking does something let me, like that. So but here, let me ask you this though. Like uh, a, a registered dietitian, like man, it can be very frustrating. I mean, they can say some really f- like out there shit to people and they're a licensed uh, profession, you know, and, it, and, and, it, and it, it can swing wildly between the advice that they give um, and the fact that a lot of them, a lot of them are still preaching like, you know, you need low fat and shit like that. You know, it's like, what the hell? Like when you hear someone say something like that, you just want to be like, what are you talking about? How can you even, those words come out of your mouth and, and you'd be serious. But, um, and, but then you look at a field like, you know, training, which isn't even a licensed regulated field and. Yeah, it's uh, it's the wild west out there. Yes, it is. On some levels, I used to work for a certification company, man. Like I've seen it on the other side. Unfortunately, there's a lot more about making money than, than putting like the best trainers out there possible. Again, you got to balance those things. There's people that are working hard to do the best that they can, but it is what it is, what it is. And you know, those are the trainers. Like they're going. So what? What's their advice? You know, what are they being told? And it's, uh, yeah, like the stuff that we're doing is not necessarily in there. So that's why I like the on it stuff. Like people, it, uh, yeah, I mean, who else is doing a certification like that? I don't think anybody. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But then you look at like how many certification groups are there and then how small on it is compared to all of them put together compared to one of them, man, like ACE or NASM or, you know, one of these certification groups. And so, you know, that right there, like, you know, it's a very small percentage of people who are being exposed to some of these other, uh, training tools and ideas. So, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, man. The basics work on some level. I think a lot of people can get bogged down. Like it's almost, I think it's almost bad. It's almost too much for some people. Yeah, well, I think that happens for a lot of people. There's yeah. too much information out there. Yeah. And they don't know where to start, who to listen to. 
Yeah. It's way overwhelming. It is, it's, man. It's it, tough. It is tough. And I'm, even for me, like if I, I, I get an idea about something and I want to go educate myself on it, like you got to sift through a lot of shit to get to something decent. Yeah. Because there's on anything, any sort of training modality you want to go down, any sort of programming type thing, you know, whether, okay, let's talk about German volume training, let's talk about the Bulgarian method. Like, believe me, dude, I go down all these rabbit holes and to try to find good, solid information on any of them, like, there's a ton of it out there. And even someone like myself who spent a lot of time looking at different methods and, and you get pretty good at spotting bullshit articles and stuff when you come across it but sometimes you don't sometimes you'll get reading into something you'll get a few pages in and then they, they say something like ah fuck this guy <laughs> like this guy doesn't know what he's talking so yeah. then, then you then you do a little bit of research a little research like who is this asshole and then then you start figuring out oh this guy doesn't know anything and fuck i just wasted fucking two hours reading this guy's shit so then you go back yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's easy to get duped nowadays it is there's just there's a lot of information and it's so it's it's a fine line it's just what are what are for me it, it comes down to being realistic with people and both in what they need to accomplish and where they need to get and like that's the thing that the, the fitness industry in general just doesn't do a good job of because like you're just never going to get in shape being comfortable you know, and like, what's an elliptical about making cardio more comfortable? I don't care what anybody says. It's not making it more like effective. Like, no, doing an elliptical is more comfortable than running on a treadmill. Like I've talked about this before, like how taking the impact out of your cardio in my mind takes out one of the number one signals to your brain to fucking lose weight. Like, guess what? Your body doesn't like impact. Yeah, it hurts. Guess what your body's going to try to fucking do? Get lighter. Get lighter, man. That's what body weight training does. So when you take away that that discomfort and that pain, you know, obviously there's a fine line. We've talked about like, you know, pushing through injuries is not what you want to do. You don't want to David Goggins yourself into a fucking crater. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, yeah, man, it's, um, anyways. Train of thought there. That's Think right. about David Goggins. <laughs> He's an animal too, man. Speaking of animals, I got to learn something weird this week. So last week I talked about the tiger. Well, wasn't last week? I yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the world's most killingest tiger or whatever. This week I learned. Check this out. Did, I didn't. I'm sure other other people have heard this, but there is a large population of hippos in Colombia that were on Pablo Escobar's estate. Uh huh. And once he died, and they they turned his estate into an amusement park, eventually. Sounds there's, natural. There's, <laughs> it was so big, it's an amusement park, which is just gangster as fuck. He already had his roller coaster there. <laughs> it's, 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 like, hey, he already got the infrastructure. He had a bunch of hippos. They're not really contained, so to speak. I don't think there's like a fence around it. Right. They feed them to try to keep them enticed to stay there. But a lot of them has, have escaped out into the wild of Colombia. And so there's, they're speculating. I was I watched this video with some Ugh. Colombian biologist. <laughs> there's like fifty to fifty or sixty at their best guess, wild hippos running around Colombia. And I mean these things aren't meant to be there. They're supposed to live in Africa. And these fucking things are just living in this river, fucking up these fishing villages. <laughs> they got clips of these like three thousand pound hippos running around these villages, 
and cloning. Yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not nice animals. No, they're not nice animals. And, and I think. In Africa, I think they're responsible for more human deaths than, I think so. than any other animal. That's what all the nature shows I've watched have yeah. told me. And dude, I saw this clip of like this giant hippo running around some streets in Colombia, and these people all kind of like fucking with it. I'm like, you guys haven't watched a Nature Channel. Like, no. You guys don't have cable like that. Like, do not be fucking with a hippo. So yeah, I guess it's a major problem in Colombia right now. Gosh, dude. Yeah, it's that's crazy. not an animal. That, that's a, that, I would call that an invasive species. Ah, uh, yes. 100%. They oh, belong man. in Africa. Yeah. But Pablo Escobar, he had a whole gang of animals. Huh. He had giraffes and hippos and fucking lions. That's funny, man. So, yeah. yeah. But We're, now there's a bunch of them in Columbia and now they don't know what to do. Dude. That's <laughs> and they're just multiplying. Wild. I remember as a kid, like hippos used to be thought of as like cute and... Hungry, hung, remember Hungry, Hungry Hippo? Hungry, Hungry Hippo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I remember uh, it was pretty late in life when, like, they started talking about the hippos. Murdery monsters. Being just murderous monsters. <laughs> I remember being like, what? I've got a fucking stuffed animal over here with a hippo. Like, this thing's a fucking crazy monster. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, we went to the, uh, the zoo. So, got to see. Did you see some hippos? we see hippos? I think we did. Or no, I think they were out. But yeah, we saw a tiger. And I thought yeah. about the 438 <laughs> people. That, people that got the jacked. One got jacked. It's like, man, that cat. And it's just a crazy, you know, when you're sitting there. It was cool. The, the zoo, man, zoos can be hit and miss. You go there and sometimes the animals are like, you don't see fuck shit. off. Yeah. yeah, and this was one of the rare times. Like, all the animals were out and about. And so it was really cool. But yeah, you're looking at some of these things and it's like these things are fucking big you see like the lions and the tigers and there's some bears oh my oh my <laughs> big ass snakes fucking crazy wolf that look like a giant fox some yeah seen gorillas I like I like going to primates yeah and yeah yeah, yeah. And shit. those monkeys always uh, again you got like monkeys and apes and orangutans right. and all that stuff right. I can't but so we actually, there was a little monkey house that we got to go in and they were running around her, you know, pretty cool. And then, uh, there was, it was one we went in, I think it was an orangutan and he was eating and he was like right there by the window. I mean, you know, you're fucking two feet away from this thing. The only thing separating you is the air between the glass and it's, yeah, and it was giant those things are huge giant yeah you don't realize it until you see them like that you're like holy shit dude that thing like you know all of a sudden decided like you know that fucking glass disappeared and it perked up a little bit like you are in fucking trouble you are a whole that thing will take one swipe at you and it's like damn it's over done yeah so you realize how soft you are when you see how big those things are yeah I love seeing the gorillas and the I like saying I'm a monkey expert yeah there was one I think they were monkeys they had these little islands little monkey island things and uh dude they were getting after it they were just swinging around and they had these big rope courses all over it and it was and the monkeys were just like having fun swinging and then they would swing out to one edge of the island and like hang there and take a nice little poop and Swing back and <laughs> then we got to see a turtle poop. Nice. So yeah, it's. Uh, I like watching. I went to the zoo one time, 
And I seen two adolescent monkeys. I don't know what time for fucking monkeys they were, chimps or whatever. I mean, they were good size, but they were adolescent, you know, still young, and they were scrapping, like, constantly. You know, they weren't, like, fucking each other up, but they were playing pretty rough. Right. And they were, they chased each other all over, climbing and jumping on these things, and one would catch up to the other one, and they tussle and rumble, dude, and they were fucking scrapping. And then one would get away and take off running. Like, I, I say, I must have sat there and watched these things for, like, 45 minutes, man. It was so entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining yeah. watching them cruise around. Like, man, that looks like fun. Yeah. I wish I could do that. And they were, they were really playing, and once, but one... He'd get a hold of the other one, dude, and they'd scrap for a second, and then the other one would get away. It was, dude, it was awesome. That's funny. Last year, we went to the uh, zoo in Santa Barbara, and we watched flamingos scrapping. That was crazy. Like, they were getting it's after I've never man. seen flamingos scrap. I didn't know it was a thing, but they were pissed all, I think off. All, all animals are scrap with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in there, but... It's just something you don't think about. I saw I saw turtles fucking each other up one time, like snapping turtles. There there was a whole bunch of them, and there was this one that was just a dick, and he was all scarred up too. Like he he started a lot of fights. Like his shell was like cracked. He was just all fucked up. And whenever his head would come out, he had like bite marks and scar. But he would just go around like it was slow paced through turtles. But he was going around and just he was a dick, dude. He was going around fucking up these other turtles, and they'd fight back, and then. He'd mosey over to the next one and start fucking with this one. I was dying, dude. I was rolling. I was like, look at this asshole turtle fucking up all the other turtles. That's He was just angry, dude. The antisocial. Grumpy. Behavior in all yeah. societies, I guess. Yep. There's assholes in all yep. life forms. That's what makes humans different, though, because the turtles just keep tolerating Dave. The humans would eventually fucking gang up and be like, all right, Dave, you're done. All <laughs> right, Dave. We're not taking this shit no more. You know? Like, that's what that is, like, one of the, the things, like, we band together. I forget where I read it, but they said, like, if you drop one human off in the middle of the woods, you just, you know, put a meal out there for some lucky animal. If you drop a hundred of us off out in the woods, you just put a new alpha predator in that environment. Like, together, w- like, that's where our power lies. You know, we don't, again, like, individually, we're looking at a gorilla. I can't deal with that gorilla. <laughs> But, dude, if 20 of us all start throwing fucking rocks at that gorilla, we have a lot better chance. The thing is getting the fuck out of there. It does not want anything to do with us. And so that's the, uh, yeah, that interesting thing that makes us human, allows us to survive, like be an alpha predator in a world where on an individual basis we are clearly outmatched. (laughs) Clearly outmatched. By so many different animals. So many different animals. But... We fucking managed to make them all our bitches. Yeah. So. It's funny how that works. <laughs> it's because God said it in the Bible. You think that's I, what I... Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said. He's giving us everything to use or whatever. I don't know. Sure. But I was told as a kid. We'll go with it. So. That's why we have the right to fucking rape Mother Earth. Because God put it here for us to use. Oh, that took a sharp turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what to say about that. It's good. I like to make... I tell the kids often, I'm like, you come up more often than you'd probably like to know, like, plots and shit against you, and just like, to, you know, what can we do to fucking rob? Is your meat hoodie today. My meat hoodie's shows. pretty dope. And we're like, you know, I just... We like to just make Rob's mind just short circuit for half a second. <laughs> Every once in a while, I just like to make him like... Wait a second. What? <laughs> what are, what's going on here? I'm glad you guys get some entertainment out of it. Oh, yeah, man. 
it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, man. I, uh, it, we, uh, it is. It's, it comes up as a plot theme. Great. For us, more often, like I said, you probably like to know. No, that's good. I need that <laughs> in my life. I need to be shaken out of my little bubble sometimes. Uh, we got a good one, man, plan. Oh, but, God. dude, it's going to cost... It's gonna cost me a couple hundred bucks <laughs> for probably like ten seconds of, of just pure WTF from you, which is gonna be worth it. <laughs> but so now you got me in suspense. Exactly. Great. That's part of the trickery. <laughs> part of the mind games. Damn it. But uh, anyways, it may not ever come to pass, which would be even better. Oh, now you're fucking with me. <laughs> Might be a passing thing. Damn it. But. It's all right. Yeah. So. I'm fairly strong mentally. As long as you guys don't catch me in a moment of weakness and I just snap. No. It's possible. Dude, you're going to fucking love it. <laughs> Once you realize what's going on, you're just going to, you're going to freak out. <laughs> Great. You're going to love it, man. So. Anyways. Yeah, man. So I got a few notes here. That's good. You, I, I came in with a game plan today. A few thoughts. Yes, we do have a theme. But I wanted to throw a couple things your way first. Oh. oh. So, one, <clears throat> I had a thought the other day. Oh. I think that being ticklish is an early form of grappling training for kids. Just think about it. If you don't want someone to get to your armpits, what do you do? I'll keep your arms, elbows in elbows tight. Elbows tight. Somebody goes for your neck. You don't want to fucking tickle your neck. Show your shoulders up. Yeah. Like, if you think about all the common ticklish spots, you know, grabbing your, your knee, tickling your feet. Yeah. I don't want someone controlling those areas. I don't want someone controlling my my hip. And so, and it teaches you to fucking get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. In, in, a, in a playful, fun way. So you're saying that was like an evolutionary thing that people used to do to teach your kids to scrap? Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't even. I guess it could be an evolutionary thing, but I was just I was playing around with Z the other day, and I was watching, and we're we're tickling, and I'm realizing like, dude, he's keeping his elbows in super tight. He's protecting his neck. <laughs> he's stripping and moving out. And I'm like, man, everything that you need to do to defend yourself from someone trying to tickle you is basically good defensive posture and movements for grappling. So, hmm. never thought about that. Yeah. I don't know. It's amazing the shit you learn watching kids. It just is. behave naturally. Yeah, like, yeah. They're not doing it for any other purpose than to solve the problem what's going on right there. The problem going on right there is dad's tickling me, so I need to fix this. Right. And then he's just using good jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But then you like extrapolate that out. It's just interesting. Like grappling, it's baked into us. Oh, it's baked into us. For sure. I mean, right there, you're teaching kids how to grapple when you're tickling them. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, now that I think about it, the more I think about it, the more I'm, I'm kind of fucking convinced that there's something to that. So, you know, tickle the fuck out of your kids, people. Teach them how to wrestle. Teach them how to wrestle. And, and they start crying. Well, don't make them cry. You don't want to make them traumatized. Because <laughs> I can't tickle Kiele now because somebody traumatized her. <laughs> I had a promise not to tickle her before we got married. So. Oh, did you? Oh, dude, I've not done it. It's been 17, going on 18 years we've been married. And, like, I don't, I can't. She really dislikes that so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. The story is that, you know, she got tickled and it was, like, past that point. Because there's obviously right. a point where it's, like, 
this isn't fun. This Start isn't fun to panic yeah. a little bit. Which again is like that happens with grappling. Like if you can't get out of a position and someone's got you just pinned, there's like a little panic response. So I can totally understand. But uh yeah, you know, I'll like sneak a little knee pinch poke here or there, yeah. poke or whatever, but yeah, I can't tickle her. Everybody else can. So when you're wrestling with her, if you want to get her to open her guard or something like that, it's a good one. So she's pretty strong, though. She is strong. You might get fucked up if you try. <laughs> Just keep tickling your way out. <laughs> Anyways, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Love you, baby. So I know she's listening right now, laughing or mad. Probably or laughing. mad. Yeah, she's pretty easy going. Yeah. She has to be to be my wife. <laughs> so true. Um, oh man, I had to write this down. I had to tell you the story of the mirror maze. The mirror maze. The mirror maze, man. So when we're in Scottsdale, uh, which was a great trip, man. The drive down there was smooth. The drive back was smooth. And driving through Monticello, dude, there was so much snow up there. Yeah, it was insane. Like that last <laughs> snowstorm that, that we didn't go because it was hitting. That thing was massive. But, uh, so, it was a good time. Went to the zoo, baseball game, got a foul ball, all that shit. And then, uh, we go to the Butterfly Sanctuary, which is super cool. Those places are cool. I've been there before. Yeah, yeah, They really land cool. on you and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it doesn't, only, I was the only one that had someone land on me, so I was the only one lucky enough. And I thought, like, how do you walk in here and not have butterflies, like, land on you? But... Like, those things were surprisingly not landing on people. I think they'd learned to avoid them. One too many persons. People fucking swatting them swat something. something. But, uh, but next to it was this, like, mirror maze, blazer maze thing. And so we do, we're in the mirror maze, and uh, they make you put on gloves, these little plastic gloves, because you can't touch the mirrors. Or you can, you have to. Dude, if you don't, you have to put your hands out in yeah. front of you, because you don't just walk the fuck into something. <laughs> And have you done these things before? A long time ago. I like a fair or something. Right, 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 right. So, it's been years since I've done one. Yeah. So this is... So you know, man, like you walk in and they like they get disoriented oh, yeah. pretty quickly. Really quickly. Really quickly. Because you see a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. Ooh, yeah, yeah, it goes deep. And yeah. so you're like, so I'm, I'm walking around <laughs> and I'm feeling, okay, I'm, I'm starting to... I'm feeling confident. I'm like, all right, we're going to get through this thing, no problem. And we... Uh, find our way into this room actually z found it and we, you know we walk in it's like this little room on the side and you had to open these curtain things to walk in and it had like these three curtains on the wall and then this other curtain to the side and you could see like some light from the other curtain so i walk in there and it was a dead end in the mirror maze and i walked back in and i went over to the other curtains and i like went to grab them and it was like they weren't moving real easy and so i was like i thought they were props you know just on the wall and I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. And we go back into the mirror maze. And, dude, we just kept walking in fucking circles. <laughs> like, man, I found the entrance, you know, at least a half dozen times. Dude, like, there was a point where I was just like, this is fucking crazy. Where do I go? Like, where else is there to go? And I kept seeing that room. And I'd be like, ah, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not the exit. I've already been over there. And so finally, I forget, I think, like, Z or one of them like, let's go, you know, back in the room. And I'm like, you know, this isn't it. And Shiloh went up, and she grabs the curtain, and she, like, pulls it apart. And she's like, well, look, there's something in here. And I'm like, I, I thought she, like, ripped the curtain apart for into a broom closet or something. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I, I don't think that's it. And I start looking, and I'm, 
I'm like, I don't know. They're like, I don't know. There's, I think there's a light, you know, go in there. And so I was like, all right, I'll go in there. And I walk in there and I realized real quickly, oh, this is the exit. This is like right around the corner from this room that we were in was the exit, which we'd been at 15 minutes before. Like there literally was another couple that came in and found their way out while we were still <laughs> wandering around in circles. That is awesome. <laughs> so I go back into the room though and I can hear them whispering like, where'd he go? Should we go in there? Is he coming back? What's going on? Should we go in there? And I, so I decide like, I'm just going to hang out here and make him walk in here. I'm going to jump out and scare the fuck because it's pretty dark in there. <laughs> and so my, uh, yeah, Kelly, like, let's Z lead the way. <laughs> so unfortunately, I jumped out and scared Z. Scared the daylights out of Z. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. But yeah, man, we wandered around that place. That's funny. I was, I was getting so frustrated. <laughs> I can see you. I can totally see this whole thing playing out. I can see you going from just like you talked about, you get past the point of having fun. Like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. I'm like, I don't want to just... Yeah, we come back to the entrance, and I'm like... I'm just going out the entrance. Well, you know, but that's quitting. I'm like, <laughs> I can't. I can't quit. I can't let this fucking mirror maze beat me. What's going on There's here? There's got to be a way out. There's a way out. Like I said, unless that other couple got even more lost than we did. Like, I knew someone else had gotten out, because we ran across them, like, you know, two or three times, and then we stopped seeing them. And it was like... And I realized, like, oh, those motherfuckers got out. <laughs> Where, how did they get out? Like, dude, it was, it was hilarious, man. We wandered around that place. We're like, okay, let's use the ceiling. <laughs> I'm trying to walk around looking at the ceiling to try to figure out, like, where to go. And, oh, dude, it was, it was funny. But, I mean, looking back, it's one of those things, if we'd have left, if I'd have found the exit right off the bat, it wouldn't have been nearly as funny. No. Not as good a story, so... You got more entertainment value out of it. Way more entertainment value out of it, yeah. That's what I was telling myself. I was like, obviously, I was, I was getting frustrated. I was like, how do I get out of here? Once we find our way out, I was like, all right, that was pretty funny. Like, that was way more <laughs> You gotta just laugh at yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you dummy. I know. Because, I, dude, I saw that room probably like a dozen times. And I was like, no, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. That's not it. I think we need to go this way. So, mirror mazes. Kicked your ass. Kicked my ass, man. <laughs> it's awesome. It was fucking funny. It was funny. So, uh, um, dude, one more quick little thing. Let me jump on our topic. Did you listen to that Bill Ottman interview? The guy behind Minds.com? Yeah, I did. That was fucking enlightening. Like, it really got me thinking. About what? What do you mean? Just... Like, well, because when I originally heard about that website, I thought it was more about just free speech. Then when I realized, like, no, 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 it's about, like, free, the access to the code, like, understanding, having an open code so that people understand, like, what's going on here? What are you, how are you collecting? What are you doing with my data? How are you deciding what I'm seeing? Like, what's the algorithms that you're using? Like just having that accountability and then realizing like how Facebook has used their code. Like what was it? They talked about that, that they, they got in trouble for doing that study where they were trying, they manipulated people's emotions by putting like more, you know, angry stuff in their feed. That's scary shit. That's super scary shit to realize like they're literally manipulating your emotions based on the algorithms that they're using and no one knows what 
they're, what those are, like how, what it, exactly it is that they're doing. So, oh, don't get me started on that shit. You know, you, you know how I feel about it. You know yeah. exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, that was that was really that was a, an, a, an enlightening. I'm, I'm almost done with. It. I think I got about like 15 minutes, 20 minutes left in it. But uh, yeah, when, once I realized what he was really talking about, it, like I said, it was it was, it was a paradigm shift. I started to realize like, oh shit, he's absolutely right. Like these closed systems, these proprietary systems, you don't, there's no one checking. There's no checks and balances. There's no checks and balances with it. You don't know what's going on. You just have to trust them. And as history has shown time and time again, it's not a good idea. Absolute power. And they're they're smart as shit. And they hire the smartest people in, in that realm. Yep. To, yeah. I mean, for, for you know knuckleheads like you and I to even try to wrap our mind around what they're doing yeah good luck they're light years ahead of you yeah yeah and I've seen too how it affects like I've told people before like if Facebook was now originally it would never have gotten to the point that it is today like originally Facebook was totally different like especially for me using it for business uh, with MTV strength training systems Man, it was great. Like I would get your, you know, organically. I never bought a single like. Organically grew my page to twelve thousand likes, and we would get a decent amount of engagement. It was like ten percent of your audience. Your because that was the thing that always most people don't realize. Like you can't when someone likes your page. There's no guarantee that they're ever going to see anything that you post because the algorithms may never show that. But it used to be like ten percent of at least 10% would see what you posted. And man, those fucking numbers started dropping. Like now it's like, unless you're willing to pay to promote a post, you're talking like 1%, you know, give or take uh, in there. And you don't see any more organic likes. Um, Like you see, like I've been stuck at 12,000 likes on Facebook for that MTV Strength Training Systems page for years, years and years and years. And I can't get it past there because... That's just, you have to pay to play now. Mm-hmm. You have to pay to play on Facebook. And it's like, you know, what he was talking about, like it's not fair to limit, like people spent time, energy, effort, money, building an audience. And now you're going to meter and limit my access to that audience, especially if I'm not paying you for it. Like it's not to take what people have spent time building and then meter it because because they, they built it under certain rules of the game and yeah. you're just changing rules of the game right without telling them right you're just changing rules of the game and, and we don't know what it is you don't know what you don't know what it is you, don't, you don't, have no idea what they're what the right. algorithms are now like how they're doing this shit so you don't know what to do and like there's arguments on both sides because obviously if you knew what the algorithm was like that's what Google always says like well, we don't want to share our algorithm because then people are going to, you know, manipulate. manipulate it. You know, maybe, but there's, I don't know. So people figure shit out anyways. You're not going to stop it. So yeah. Anyways, I I, I was, uh, it got me thinking, man. I think I'm going to check out that minds.com. And, All right. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a, there's something next. Facebook, like, I've felt this for a while. Like, there is something after Facebook. Like, Facebook is in this really weird spot where it's not, 
everyone knows it's not good, but it's so baked into what we do, entrenched in what we do, that it's it's not. I don't see it being sustainable. Like, what do you you see Facebook in twenty years? No, no, I don't. I I, I don't, man. I see it imploding. You know, by that point, people are slowly but surely catching on. Catching on, but the problem is, is they're so used to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're so, it's such a part of most people's lives, just yep. scrolling and looking, scrolling. And but there's other, but that's the thing is other alternatives. And that, and that's what, um, God, I forget who it was. One of the guys who, who Joe had interviewed and he talked about how the real problem with these companies is no one enforces the antitrust laws. Like Facebook buying Instagram is not fair. That's not right. Like that is, that the, there should be antitrust rules there are antitrust rules against shit like that. Like that's all standard oil. Like the antitrust, everyone you know thinks of like fucking standard oil and the um, you know Rockefeller. And that's what he did. He just bought up everything. He bought up all his competition. Bought up everything until he owned everything. He owned the the fucking railroads that delivered the oil. He owned the every shops. The, every aspect of it. Like that was his brilliance. You know, it wasn't just the oil. But it, but that was where they stepped in, and they're like, "Look, you control too much. We have to have competi- real competition and options for people." And so that's where like Instagram being bought up by Facebook is terrible, because you know they're you're what you're seeing is companies that's their exit strategy. Like they're starting, and they don't want to create something cool that's an alternative that can change the world. They want to create just enough traction to get the visit to, to gain the attention of a big player to come in and buy them. And so you're starting to see this attitude in people when they start businesses. Like their their strategy is not to create a business and fucking see it through to the end. It's create a business and sell it off. And so, but that's where, like, dude, that's not good. You need competition. So, but I think like that platform, like mines, that people are gonna find these alternatives like you can't stop yeah i didn't even really being that i like, i'm so anti-social media is my i the way i was picturing minds is kind of like tour you know like a, a different type of browser you know no I mean? no no, it's, no. A, it's like it's, facebook it's like a facebook yeah. it is a social media platform yeah. yep you can go on there and yeah. post shit okay yeah gotcha yeah that's what he's saying for I'm some like, reason i had in my head that it was more of like it just a browser oh no so that's like firefox yeah, that's what yeah, he's talking like about like fire, firefox, like firefox or, or, or what was the other one you said tor 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 is like the the black market one oh. the more underground yeah Anyways, yeah. Like, I think I'm going to get rid of Chrome and start using my Firefox again. I used to use Firefox. And then I, like, do that idea. Like, you, you do. You vote with your energy. You vote with your, your time. Your time. And so, if you're spending time on platforms that use closed source uh, code and, and there's no one, there's no real checks and balances, and you're, like, you're, you're, you're empowering them. So, it's a tough, it's a tough thing, man. It's a, a tough uh it's not going to be an easy transition, I think, mm-hmm. for people. But I think that uh, you know, you don't know how too far it is until you've gone too far. And I just, I get the feeling, man, like people are starting to realize, like this is too far. Like Facebook and how they manipulate the algorithms and I, shit. Like part of me agrees with it, but also part of me, I don't have a lot of faith in society as a whole, and it's so comfortable. People are just so. 
used to having that, and they just it's just part of their life, man. And then yeah. they're, they're willing to accept it. And because a, a good majority of people don't use it for business, like you're talking about. Yeah, it's just fucking old ladies looking at pictures of their grandkids. And so it's that's not the majority of people either, man. No. Dude, no, it's like young, it's, you know, you're, you're younger, you're teenage, 20 year old, yeah, just <clears throat> fucking either arguing with each other or trying to put on a show of how awesome their life is or looking around at other people who are pretending how awesome their life is, feeling shitty about themselves because their life isn't that awesome. Like that's the fucking, you know, that's cesspool that's, that is that's what social media. That's shit. That, that is what sets me off. It's those three things. Like, that's the majority of what social media, you know, is, is turned into. And and that, that's what people are, you know, talking about. And they're like, this shit is just not, like, you can't, can't sustain this. This isn't good. It's not healthy for people. So, but, uh, yeah, just being aware, man. Just being aware. Don't trust these companies. Fuck no. Don't trust these motherfuckers. So, there you go. Before we get into our topic of yeah. good sport today. So we were talking about Dr. Phil on JRE. Yes. I loved the very beginning of the podcast when he started talking about bad babies. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was, I was like, yeah, because Joe just got right, right to, to it. Right to it. Right to it. He's like, all right, how did this catch me outside and get all happened? And dude, I love that story that Dr. Phil told. He's like, she would... She, they came on her show. She was off the fucking rails. We sent her to like a four-month, you know, juvenile boot camp. She was the star of boot camp. Like, worked out great. One night out of boot camp. One night at home with her mom. mom. And mom fucked it all up. So then we invited him back, and I left the studio empty. Yeah. That was the thing. Like, the story yeah. of the actual freight, right. like, what happened, because that's not the myth. That's not the myth. That's it's, not the myth. The, in the, the Yeah. And so that that exposed it right there. Like, ah, oh, I hope. I mean, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That, yeah. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. But I love the fact that it got exposed. Like, oh, they're just putting on a show. And when Doctor Phil brought them back, and there was no one to put on a show for, they had nothing to say. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, why are we even here? Why are we even here? We're, we're not fucking selling YouTube views. Yeah. They're like, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So like they, again, like my understanding was like she didn't even say that catch me outside to Doctor Phil. Like it wasn't. There was even some like a, some lady in the audience. No, but there was no one in the audience. He said it was like her grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was the whole thing. Yeah. He's like she didn't even say it in 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 a like uh, like a he, normal. He like, yeah, he was like, dude, during it didn't even register during the conversation. Like it wasn't even a moment. The, it didn't during, make sense. It, yeah, the, the, during the conversation, we never even thought about it. There wasn't this <laughs> moment where she goes, catch me outside to me or someone. And it was like, she said it to her grandma. And there's no one in the audience. It was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because the story is that like she fucking said that to someone in the audience right, or Dr. Dude, Phil or some shit. Tough-ass chick. Yeah, some tough-ass chick saying, well, catch me outside. And right. it's like, oh... Oh, that's not what happened. Yeah, that that blew my mind a little bit. That's, I was dying laughing. That was so funny. I thought that he went right for that too. Oh yeah, and Doctor Phil was like, you could tell he was like, are you? He's like, yeah, he's blowing like, my mind. Yep. Blowing yeah, my she's mind. She's up for a Grammy. <laughs> you know, got a giant billboard on the side of a building. <laughs> it's Gucci, like, got Gucci millions. Flip, Gucci flip flop. The song's so stupid. It's like, oh, dude. 
Dude, society's funny, man. It is. We we love train wrecks, and it's like, dude, we will suck them up and spit them out. Like that's a sad thing. I mean, you see it all the time. Like society don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you end up dead or in you know rehab or fucked up for the rest of your life. Like pfft, we don't care. We're on to the next care. bad baby, whatever. <laughs> like. We don't care. Nope. It's the fucking arena in there. We're going to watch you fucking burn. Burn for our entertainment. (laughs) And then sweep you off the stage and find our next one. I I, I just love that Joe opened with that. Like, what in the fuck happened? And Dr. Phil was like, I have no idea. I know. In like 20-something years of doing television, this is like the one sideways thing. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't have any idea. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I was, I was dying. Man. I, I was hoping you guys heard that. Yeah, I didn't even think about it when I saw that he was on there mm. and we were listening. I forgot to that's it. where she basically I got her start. Totally, I totally forgot, forgot it was Doctor Phil. Totally forgot, yeah. man. So I was like, I don't know, man. I was, I'm, I like the song Gucci Flip Flops. So I can't, <laughs> I can't argue with it too much. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is so stupid though. But that's. Uh, uh, that's social media for you. We're part of the problem, James. We you are. Know, we act like we're part of the solution, but sometimes we're part of the problem. We're definitely. We're part of both, man. It's part of balance. Yeah, balance. Like, you got to let yourself be part of the problem. That's right. And enjoying that stupid video. No one's 100% dick. <laughs> well, there's some people out there. Oh, man. Maybe. Anyways, speaking of that, being a bad sport. Yes. No one's 100% dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Being a poor sport. Yes. So we thought we should talk about this today. In light of, uh, was it last weekend or the weekend before, the incident that happened with Herbert Santos and Felipe Pena? That was interesting. That was super interesting, so, man. I rewatched it a bunch of times. <clears throat> because I, at first I just kind of caught wind of it on YouTube. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And so I didn't know because I didn't watch the event. So then I went back and I watched like the brawl breakout. And then so I was like, okay, let's go back and watch the match. And so then I went back and watched the match. <clears throat> yeah, yeah like, I don't know what was said to him. Well, so we should back up for anybody who hasn't fucking know what we're talking about. There was a match between Herbert Santos and Felipe Pena. They were going at it. Santos kind of got his leg and his knee, fu- <clears throat> excuse me, got his knee fucked up it looked like. After I watched it a bunch of times. And he was, so the match stopped momentarily. And it looked like somebody from, I don't know, the crowd or Pena's corner was talking shit. Pissed off Santos. And he fucking charged off the mat in the middle of the match. And a fucking brawl ensued. I guess a brawl is probably a stretch of the word brawl. I, I don't think there was that many punches thrown or anything. Dude, did you see the clip from the dude in the crowd? who When he got thrown to the ground. And it was like, he was... I, in the middle of a bunch of dudes for a second and was getting pounded. I said a little bit and I seen a girl get knocked over. Like if you watch the clip on YouTube, yeah. there's so I'm assuming it's a girl. She's got like a pink top on because the clip's not real clear. But in the chaos, you know, he goes running in towards the corner and all this chaos goes on. I see this fucking lady in a pink shirt hit the ground and all these meathead dudes fucking flailing all over. So yeah, I still don't know what was said to him to set him off that bad. Well, he had a issued a statement on the did social media. I, I didn't see it. What did he, what did he say? You know, what, what's funny is it was... Uh, remember Half? Yeah. I guess you seen that whole scene there. Yeah. Did you ever read his statement? 
ever hear like his statement? I did, but I don't remember off the top of they, my head. They were eerily similar, just as far as like the tone of like, you know, he showed up at the match, and before he even got in the building, the insult started, and people started, you know, from his team. Were and, so, so this is Santos. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they were talking. They were talking him. shit to him from the beginning. From the beginning, and disrespecting him, and saying a bunch of shit. And said something about like he was in a crowd and somebody punched him in the ribs and then he turns around and nobody's there and, and you know just and and then um yeah and then just it was just shit talking you know what I mean but it was it was the same thing it was like what the fuck like you're gonna punch somebody in the face over like disrespect you know shit talking I mean which is I mean the it the the Brazilian society in general tends to be a little bit more of an honor yeah, very, society very proud. than what we're used to. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why, you know, on some level it's like, all right, it, it doesn't make sense. Like it's just shit talking, but you know, culturally for them, it's not the same thing. And so it, uh, but that was basically the defense is like, man, this guy was challenging my honor and I had to defend, I had it. To defend it. And so that was the, the, the statement, which is not really a defense, man. Not a defense. It's, a, it's an excuse. It's an excuse. It's not a defense. And that's how they come across. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I, I felt, it felt like kind of re- like similar to the Hal Gracie statement, which is yeah. like, man, this is just an excuse like you're not apologetic. Like there's no, you know, there's like this. It doesn't justify or whatever you did. Like what you did wasn't right, and you just need to apologize. You say, hey, I didn't do the right thing. Like I did not respond properly to this guy provoking me, and I apologize. But instead, it was that. just like no, no. It was like you need to fucking. You guys need to understand. They were talking shit to me from the minute I walked in the door, and. So I'm going to rush the stage. But, I mean, the thing to me that made it even more crazy is that he was supposed to have been hurt. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's the thing that kind of, it's like, that's the match when you stopped. mix everything in together, it makes it even more insane. Yeah. Like, the match stopped because his leg was hurt bad enough to where the match had to stop. Had to stop. For momentarily. I don't know if the match would have continued on. I don't know. We will never know, obviously. But then all of a sudden his leg was good enough to jump up and sprint, sprint, sprint off the mat Dude, and attack somebody. I have, I mean, that was an athletic move, man. Yeah. He, he, was, uh, he jumped up and moved pretty quick. and was fucking flying across that mat. There was no So limit. he went from one moment like, oh, oh, stop, stop, tweak my knee. And if you, I watched that clip and I rewounded that like sweep basically that Pena got on him. Yeah. His knee did look like it went pretty fucking funny. You know, the way... Pena was kind of like going, instead of like overhooking the leg, the ankle, he was kind of underhooking. And the way the sweat, the sweep went, it kind of went down to like that 90-90 position, you know, yeah. like involuntarily. And so the possibility of a tweak in his knee, I'm like, okay, I can see that. But to tweak it bad enough where you got to stop the match, but then you can sprint and attack somebody, like... Yeah, that's yeah, what just made it a little... It makes it a little like, huh. You, you start questioning, like, wait a second. Did he get swept and that other dude was about to come up on top so he faked the injury? You know what I mean? But then someone yeah. was talking shit. That triggered, triggered like, it like, oh. even more. Like he, That's the thing to me is like it, it, I felt like he kind of got exposed more than like 
the the whole fight thing is he right. kind of got exposed a little bit of like, wait a minute, man, your knee's supposed to be hurt. Right. Like, how many other times have you said, oh, something hurts and I need to take a break and it wasn't necessarily was bad enough to require that. You were just using it as an excuse to, you know, take a break or get out of a bad position. So, like, that's the, you know, that, like, it's like, dude, the way that he jumped, like, you can almost see it if he fucking jumps up and he, like, hobbled Hobbles or, like, just no. fucking, like, Olympic sprinter-type <laughs> speed, man. Like, he was across that stage before anyone even knew what the fuck was going on. Yep. And he's like, yeah, just bum rushes some dudes. And I wasn't able to piece together. Was it just the one he went and attacked I, once? I, I thought couldn't. he got away and then, like, attacked kind of, again. Yeah, I couldn't sort it out. And I didn't care enough to watch that part. I watched the match a few times. I didn't care enough to, like, watch the brawl, so to yeah. speak. I, I didn't care. Once he sprinted off the mat, that's where the... That's where he stopped the match because he was hurt. And then he went sprinting off the mat and attacked somebody. And that's where it got me th- thinking about being a poor sport. And so, like, whatever happened in the crowd happened in the crowd. Like, it's a scrap. Yeah. It's not a scrap. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, didn't care, I didn't care enough to dissect it. And, like, all I remember for some reason was that chicken. The chicken and pink top getting blocked. <laughs> she was on the ground for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Poor lady got knocked over somehow. Yeah. And that's it. I was like, ah. Yeah. It's a shame. See, that's the non, like, that's the thing. Like, I understand what he's talking about. But it was the same thing with, with how it at Nogi World, man. It's like, dude, like there's innocent women and children around here who got dude who, who got nothing to do with any of this bullshit. And if you're gonna start a fucking fight in a crowded area with a bunch of, you know, dudes who fucking fight, man, like people like shit can happen. And like that's not it's that like, that's the shit that's like I don't understand your honor society stuff, but like what honor is there in getting an innocent woman hurt? Yep. Where's the honor in that? Yeah. Well, and and to get in a street fight, like what the fuck? Are yeah. you 16 years old? You know what I mean? Like when you're a kid, it's understandable. I expect kids, your kids are gonna fight. You know what I mean? You're 12 years old. Somebody calls your mom fat. Yeah, you gotta punch him in the eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. That happens as kid. You're an adult. Like you want to defend your honor. Like okay, you're a professional athlete. Tell him to jump on the stage with you. Like you know, not right then and there, but like said, like oh, you want to talk shit? Well, oh, or even just come to the gym. Let's let's sort this out like fucking gentlemen on the mat. But to scrap just to have a street fight over it. Yeah. Like, come you on, man. What, are, what are we doing here? Man? Play devil's advocate though. Like how how do we? Because we had a totally different. And, uh, viewpoint of Khabib to a certain extent so, but I'm, so again I'm not I'm just gonna right, right, no no I see what you're saying yeah I I still I, I, I do I because my I remember my defense or excuse however you want to frame it for Khabib was like is a honor society like talk, talking shit yeah you're right <laughs> I won't even try to backfill a lot of this one. <laughs> I did. I did. I definitely defended it more with to be because I was. I'm so sick of Connor shit talking. You know, was that yeah. it though? Like, if you had seen, you know what I mean. Like, if you had been privy to all of the shit talking that had gone on, I guess to oh, me. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. I see what you're saying. Like, if I because we were privy to all the shit that led up 
to fucking Khabib doing the flying smeesh out of the fucking right. octagon. So we could put ourselves in his head and be like... But we weren't privy to all the shit that happened to Herbert. And all we saw was, oh, my knee hurt. Now I'm sprinting off the mat and attacking somebody. So we yeah. didn't have the backstory. I, I, yeah, I guess, you know, if we were privy to uh, all the shenanigans that went on before then. So that's where it makes like, you know, you have to yeah. trust that those shenanigans were real. And a man who says my knee hurts but can jump up and sprint across the mat as quickly as he did um, may stretch the truth from time to time. I don't know. I'm just, you know, just judging yep. from what I'm seeing. Again, and, and again, like, I think in my mind, this is where the two things are a little different. Because, man, I'll be honest with you, the, the Khabib thing, dude, we were both there. We watched, like, there was a moment where I thought I was going to watch a fucking riot break out. Right. Like, it, it, it started to look for a moment like it was going to... It was going to erupt into the crowd a little bit. And then it was going to fucking become just mayhem. And it was that night, dude. Like, people fucking fought. Like, it was a, a crazy scene for the rest of the night. So, on some level, like, I I apply the same thing. Like, I don't understand the honor in doing that in a place where you can get innocent people hurt. who got nothing to do with it. Like, I don't, that, that, there's no honor in that. Like, if I said, you know, you insulted my honor, so I'm going to fight you. And then I find out later that the, the, you know, because we were in a crowded area and it started a brawl that like, you know, some lady hit her head and got a concussion or some kid broke his arm. Like, you know, how do you feel now? Like, where's the honor in that? It was there honor in that, you know, and I would think that people would have to say, no, there's no honor in, in that. But, you know, I guess they would say like, that wasn't my fault because I didn't do it. But I would say it is your fault because you started the fucking... The, the chain reaction so it's man it's a tough thing that's is, one that's one of those thing. things man that makes being a human interesting because you got to balance these two things like like i can see like why khabib would fly into the crowd you know like that. And, and i you know and, and if all those other things happened to where there was people punching him in the ribs and talking shit dude i can't see and we're human man sometimes you lose your shit you can be keep your cool most of the time yeah. But you catch somebody at the right moment in a stressful situation. They've already had a fucked up day. And then you piss them off even more. They might just snap. It's definitely... I mean, we're human, man. Yeah. We're not all cyborgs. Yeah, yeah. For sure. sure. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's the thing. Like, I, I understand the honor society thing, but I think that it just has to be metered in a way where you're making sure that you're not getting innocence involved in your bullshit. Yeah. yeah, man. It's like, that's not... Not cool. there's, yeah, there, there's no honor. You want to make sure you're not doing dishonorable things in your in pursuit, in, of, in your pursuit of your honor. And so, and that's where, like, you know, the circumstance worked out where that didn't happen. But got to keep that shit in mind. Which really, in my mind, which the, the ultimate martial artist would never do that. Like, again, I, I understand. I love Khabib for doing it. But the truth is, like, he got, you know... Connor and his team got in his head. Lost his cool. Lost his cool. Like him, him sitting there talking shit to Connor and beating the fuck out of Connor and doing everything he can in the context of the rules and in in the thing there and like the contest. Like that's totally all right. But once it's like, but once that you know fucking bell goes off, like the gangster thing would have been to like put your hand down and help him up. Yeah, not, not fly over the cage and attack his corner. Right, right, right. Like the truly, truly, truly gangster thing from a martial artist standpoint would be to fucking, all right, man, bell ring. It's just business, dude. You said it yourself. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let you guys 
bait me like that and, and get me like that. So that's, but, that's the problem, you know, is that's the other side of this too. You know, why I wanted to bring this topic up is to me, man, the shit talking in jujitsu, it's not huge, but it's, it's an, it's enough to where it's fucking annoying. Yeah. It, a little bit here. I understand in, in prize fighting, in like UFC, I understand a little bit of shit talking to sell tickets. People are more interested in that. I get, I totally get that. But still, to a certain extent, like I, I got fucking, the first time, first couple times Connor was doing it, it was entertaining, it was fun to watch. To me, it just got burnt out on that shit. Like it is, it's just, and then, and then you get all these copycats and it's so cringeworthy when someone tries to talk shit and they suck at it. It's, it's like, oh, it's like you just, you can't watch it. And it just gets out of control. So, yeah, you know, Santos shouldn't have came flying off the mat and attacked somebody. But what were these assholes over in the corner saying? Yeah. They weren't being good martial artists either. No. If they're over there fucking talking shit, you know, I don't know what was said. But it must have been something terrible enough to make them come off the mat. Like, that's, there's no honor in that either. No. You know, two wrongs don't make it right. Hey, I'm not... But... Yeah, this shit talking annoys me. It's gotten out of hand. You know what's funny, too, is I saw Marcelo Garcia put out a statement because he's thinking about coming back into competition. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And he said something to the effect of that, you know, I'll, I'll come back, but I want to compete on a show, you know, that one, respects the athletes, pays them properly, and puts on a professional production and doesn't reward shit talking. Now, I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember what his exact yeah. words were, but he, he was adamant about it. He's like, I don't want anything to do with that. We're, we're there to display our skills and our, our training and our hard work and our art. We're, we're not there to shit talk. Yeah. And yeah, I like, and of course, Marcelo's my favorite of all times. So when he says that, it's like, fuck yeah, man. That's what it's about. Just to kind of like, man, enough of the shit talking. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a little bit here and there to sell it. Like, yeah, they, to shit talk online to each other. You know, on social media, if you got a big match coming up with somebody, you want to shit talk a little bit there, cool. That's entertaining for everybody. And, and, cool. But when it comes time for the match, it's, it's the fucking match. You slap hands, have at it, and you're done. It's cool. Shake hands, it's over. Yeah. It, the constant fucking shit talking. Like, all right, man. It's, I'm over it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I don't understand it, man. Or not. But you put a bunch of testosterone-fueled dudes in a combat sports situation she can erupt pretty fast it's gonna, I know we're sitting here talking about the ideal but that's the ideal right it's the perfection is uh, is an asymptote I think that's the right word it's like that line that can get you know almost touch it but it'll never quite touch it it's like a fucking geometry term I think remember those I do not remember that word at all no but it's like basically I was pretty good at geometry and trigonometry too and I do not remember that word yeah sometimes like the equation the way that it works out like you know the, the fucking line will never actually intersect like hit the what word did you use asymptote, asymptote. yes you can look that one up if you want I'm gonna look that one up later but yeah it's something that you're, you're never gonna achieve you're never gonna like hit right so you know but you have to understand what, what's that ideal and so we talk about that a lot, you know, just for the record, I can speak for myself and I just talking to you too. We, we both don't hit that fucking mark a lot during the week, man. There's times when I get fucking pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck am I pissed off over? Like, did somebody cut me off in the car? Like, I'm getting much better, man. It's funny. I, I watch myself like to drive from Fruta all the way to the gym without my heart rate elevating once. 
laugh, but you know, man, you know it's true. Like you know, it's not. It's it, it, a bit of a challenge. It can be a bit of a challenge. And so, like, you have to, you know, keep the mental mind space. And so, it starts out with like, you know, someone's not driving fast enough, you because know, it's always ridiculous shit, right? And so you start to get pissed, and you gotta oh, okay, so you gotta calm yourself down, tell yourself a different story, but. I've been pumped because I'm getting to the point where like something will happen and I don't even, it doesn't even register. I don't even like, I don't have to talk myself Back down. I just don't even get heat up in the first place. So I'm usually, usually how I work. a natural thing. Usually how I work like Monday and Tuesday, I'm pretty good. <laughs> Wednesday, I got to talk myself back from the ledge more often. By the time Thursday and Friday roll around, talking myself off that ledge. It's quite the challenge sometimes. <laughs> I've seen enough stupid shit by the end of the week. It's like, you motherfuckers. I know, man. It's not easy. Oh, no. You only have, I, I, I always like have my decision points, you know, and you, or your easygoing points, and you just start chipping away at them. You only get like 100 points for the week. And sometimes I eat those motherfuckers up by like Tuesday evening. <laughs> <laughs> so then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's tough. It's tough. Running on on nice guy fumes. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, man. That drive to Scottsdale is nine hours, or you know, over nine hours getting there. But uh, yeah, by the time I got to Phoenix and had to deal with deal the, the city traffic, I was cussing. My, my heart rate was definitely elevating a few times because yeah, it's not the. It's not our default, man. No. Being cool and smart and all that's just not our default. Especially in a heightened situation. Where yeah. Like you're driving. You're in a car. Everybody's driving around you. I will say, for the record, that I could be totally off here, but man, I think Arizona drivers are some of the worst I've ever seen, I've ever come across. And I, a very small cross-section, very short period of time. But man, I, I just consistently saw people just not able to stay in their lanes like driving next to me and like having... There's a lot of old people there. That's what I'm saying. And that, that's what Kiela and I talked about. And she's like, why? And I think, man, I think what's going on is you got a bunch of old people and you got a bunch of young people who are sick of dealing with the old people. Mm-hmm. Because you got these super hyper-aggressive drivers. You got these motherfuckers that can't stay in their lanes. And it's just a weird, weird little free-for-all. Like, you know, at least like in California, everybody kind of... Like, you know, Everybody's an everybody understands what the fuck, you know, there's some basic rules that we're all going to follow and, and we're going to be assholes, but we're going to be assholes within these rules. And uh, maybe I just don't know the Arizona asshole rules. <laughs> You're not privy to them. I'm not privy to them yet, man. But dude, it was, there was, it was bad enough to where I remarked on it and Kiela was like, yeah, like it, I've noticed that. Like we have been having to avoid more cars. I don't usually have to avoid cars, man. It's drifting over. Yes. Shit. Dude, I can drive for fucking months and months, if not longer, like a year plus without having to literally avoid a car drifting over into my lane. And I had to do it like two or three times in in the fucking short period of time I was there. Still old people. I think so. I'm or sure it's something. Something. Man, motherfuckers on their phones. <clears throat> Who knows? So, speaking of which, which is kind of a little off topic of a good sport thing. The mall that there in Scottsdale has a Tesla store. A, a Tesla store? Tesla Motor Store. Yes. So in the mall, you can go into a store. It's a pretty rich area, huh? Very Scottsdale. Rich. Scottsdale, yeah. So it. Uh, and Please tell me you went in. Oh, fuck yes. Right. They had all the cars. They had the three models there. Like you, you climb in. Yes. Like you climb in them and shit. Play with the touch screen. Fuck yeah. Do all the shit, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was cool. Are they pretty cool? They are pretty cool. I've never sat in one. I see them on the road quite a bit nowadays. Yeah, I mean they're cars, right? I mean they're not like the 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 one that was really stood out. I don't know what model it is, but you get in and it's just got a dashboard, flat dashboard, and it's just the computer screen. You got like this giant, you know, fucking tablet or whatever, and and that's it. There's no speedometer. There's nothing. Really? It's all everything's on, on that screen. screen. Like, that was a bit of a trip. Like, the other two models had your speedometer and some basic shit in front of you and then had the screen, too. And this one was, like, scrapped everything. It was just the screen. Really? And so... I'd like to go that route. If I'm going to go the Tesla route, it'd be kind of cool to go all in. You know, I think I'd get a little tired of looking over to see what my speed is. I kind of like just, like, having my speed right in, front of you? in front of me. Like, unless there's some heads-up display that I probably know, is. wasn't aware of. I don't know. But yeah, it just seems like I would just get a little like tired of having to like. Well, who cares what the speed is? The fucking thing is driving itself. I dude, that. I guess you just have to be all in on the, on the <laughs> auto driving. It's like it drives itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like if that's what you're doing, you're you like, change, I, don't, I don't care what fucking speed is. You can change the program to like aggressive driver mode or something, so where it drives a little bit faster. I don't know if you can do something like that. <clears throat> you would hope so. I'm sure. I, I mean, I, I think I remember that interview with old Elon Musk. He was talking about you can program the. Program how aggressive you want it to be, so you get like fucking super asshole mode. So road rage mode, right? Man, I'm all in for the self driving cars. Oh, That's yeah. one thing that I, I my initial thoughts were fuck that shit. Nope. And now I'm all I'm in. I can't wait. I'm gonna feel so much safer. Humans are just. I, I I don't know. I go back and forth whether we'll see it in our lifetime to where it's a normal thing everywhere yeah. you go self driving cars. There's such a big structure, you know, infrastructure thing that would have to take place for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, by the time we're like nine years old in the old folks' home, we might look out the window, drooling on ourselves, see it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of infrastructure that's got to take place for that shit to happen, especially if we're out here in the goddamn mountains. You know, it's big cities, yeah, more likely. Yeah. Anyways, you got completely off topic. We did. <laughs> We're good at that. Yeah, I know. Got me thinking about some other shit with the self-driving trucks. So listen to that fucking interview with the dude about the universal yeah, income. Yeah, Andrew Yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I had a few thoughts on that one too. I didn't Dude. think. Cause you like, and I don't exactly agree on the universal basic income concept either. I just, I'm not sure. Bit. Yeah. I, you know, again, like I think that, uh, I guess like my, my couple thoughts was one, I liked how he pointed out that retraining by the government is, you know, has an abysmal success rate. So why not entrust the government with universal income? It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't point to the government just fucking shit up left and right as an excuse for trying to let the government do something else. It's like, don't you think the government's going to fuck that up too, man? Like... That's the thing. Like, if everything you said works out, but I just, I find it funny when you're pointing to government incompetence as a reason to create another government program. Well, I think I remember him saying something to the effect that the government is not good at many things. Like, most of the things they get their hands in, they fuck up. Yeah. But one thing they're adequate at, so to speak, depending on what metrics you're using to measure it, you know, is doling out money. Taking money and doling out money as yeah. far as like, you know, social security or, you know, uh, about welfare, well, that shit, well, well, welfare systems, you know yeah. what I mean? They, 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 they can kind of do that. Yeah. They, they, 
they shouldn't be in charge of like training people. So like I, I think if I remember him saying right that you know hey yeah government sucks at a lot of shit but they kind of got a grasp on this. Let's just let them do what they're semi okay at and leave the other stuff to you know private entities or people or whatever. Yeah. See, it seems like that I remember that was his thought process, right? I think. I mean I can't remember. I just I think it, so. it, it was it was uh, I don't remember him making. I think argument. that I think that was there, but I could yeah. uh, I could have just could done be. the argument. I can't. I just I, I don't. I mean, we're about to go bankrupt with Social Security. I mean, just right. you know, anytime you put money, take money. That, that the problem is, is that the money has to pass through the government's hands. Yep. And, and, and that, that's where shit gets fucked up because it goes from the people, the government holds that money and it's like, God damn, look at all this money. We're going to take some of this. Yes. Before we just pass this yes. on. Yes. And, and, but they put it in like, oh, we're going to, oh, we're going to invest this and there's going to be a return or something. You know, they, 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 they dress it up in some way. It's like, there's no way that money's passing through their fingers without them figuring out some way to get some. And, and then we start working off of a deficit. And then, you, and, and I just, so that's the, you know, part of me is I just don't, I don't trust the government. Uh, I don't trust anyone, which is why I'm getting rid of fucking Google Chrome and Facebook. Uh, but yeah, and that I, I just, and I have to say personally, I'm not 100% sold that these self-driving trucks are a done deal. Like we're all acting like these things are fucking, they're, they're coming. Like it is a hundred percent certain that we are having self-driving trucks and they're going to displace all of these truckers in the next five to 10 years. Dude, anyone who's ever tried to do anything knows that the hard, like each percentage that you try to get to a hundred percent gets exponentially harder. It's like, dude, the first 80% of something's almost easy, you know? And then 80 to 90 is like hard. Dude, 90 to 100, every fucking percentage point is a grind. I mean, dude, I... Well, when he said I, that they have to have people... You know, like right now, they, the, the, what they're, one of the, their workarounds is to get pilots. Like basically drone, drone like drivers. Drone pilots, yep, yep. So one, I'm thinking like, well, wait a minute. Doesn't somebody have to be a drone driver? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a trucker? So, like, you know, there's another job. What it really came down to is, like, you have a group of people who have a lifestyle. They don't want to give up that lifestyle. They're not willing to give up that lifestyle. And so that's kind of at the core. It's not that there might not be opportunities for them in this new economy, in this new thing. But you know what? If you've been a trucker, driving a truck, not having to deal with a boss... And now all of a sudden you're sitting in a, in a, you're being a drone driver, but you're, you know, have to go into a building and sit in a fucking cubicle and you got a boss. You don't want to do that, man. I understand. I understand. But I don't think that I owe you universal basic income because you don't want to make that fucking switch. Like to me, that just, that, that, that's like, man, I understand. Like, I don't know what to, you want me to tell you, but there may, there, I, I believe the, the one, I, there's going to be opportunities, but two, man, I don't think that this self-driving truck thing is a done deal. I don't think it's a done deal. I mean, I drive a truck for a living and I don't... It's, there's just no way they could do what you do, man. Not, especially like the job I do, drive around delivering shit. Like, it, it, there's no way the technology is way too far away. I mean, oh, you know, for delivery type shit. It just, it's way too far away. I think of the shit I do on a regular basis. It's not, it's just not going to happen. Oh, the ones that are going to get replaced sooner, but it's still a long ways away. Are like the over the road guys that just go from like one hub to another. Yeah. 
That'll, that'll be the first one that gets replaced. But there's still a lot of shit that goes on with that. that dude, it's a long ways away before fucking self-driving trucks take your, replace that. Yeah. I, I, I see on the ground firsthand what... I mean, I have coworkers that come to our terminal, pick up a couple trailers, drive them to the terminal in Denver, drop them off, pick up two more trailers, and drive back. Those, I mean... Those will be the first type of jobs, trucking jobs, that get replaced. Because they are driving from the location A to location B and then back to A. Every day, that's their fucking job. But I see all that goes into that. Dude, it is a long fucking time before a self-driving truck takes that over. Long, the technology's just not there. It just, yeah. I mean, eventually, yes. See, but why do but you say it's, that? It's not going like, to... Why, why is there this assumption that eventually, yes... Uh, well, I okay. I, I don't know. I, if technology keeps progressing at the rate it's progressing now, which it can't. Yeah. Why do you say it can't? Because uh-huh, like there, there, it, it, it gets exponentially harder. Like each, you know what I mean. Like you, you're. It, it's eventually going to reach a point. It's not sustainable. Like nothing, you know, uh, continues I, I, forever. Yeah, like advances I mean, at the same rate forever. It's just true. It's just not true, but there's nothing telling me that it's the advancements are gonna. Like what are the advancements? So, like what? What are these huge advancements? Well, you know, I'm again, just like, I'm just thinking like okay, look, you, look at your cell phone. Right, like ten, year, ten years ago, where's the huge advancement between this and the original iPhone? True. I mean, the original iPhone was fucking world changing. Exactly, but, but see, but that's just it. But like, the technology to, got to that point. But to where we're at now, from the original iPhone, yeah, there's been advancements, but it's not like it's not like the big jump from flip phone, yeah, to iPhone to where we're at now. Yeah, I, I see, I see what you're saying. Like the, the technology yeah. advances to a point, and then it's like it's hard, and, and but there'll be another breakthrough. Like that's the there'll thing. be another breakthrough. Yeah, but anyway, so okay, well, I, I I guess I, I mean I can concede to that. So maybe. This shit will get replaced. I mean, those those would be the type of jobs that get replaced if that happens, if the yeah. technology gets to that point. But, man, there's got to be some big jumps. Because like, I, I see what goes goes into all that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, we're so far away from that. We man, are. So far away from that. And people are talking, like, oh, millions and millions of people are displaced. And, jeez. See, that that was, I, I thought that was, it was a little bit of the sky is falling. The, yeah, the, the, that's that's what it is. Like, it, it's, it's so far away, dude. And, and and we're acting like it's a it's a done deal kind of thing. So which again, I'm not saying it's not. We need we need to think about it and have a contingency plan or whatever. But like this this acting like man, self driving trucks are going to be here in five years, and it's going to displace all of these truckers, and we've got nothing else to do with them, and we got to figure something out because they're going to start fucking rioting and doing crazy shit. Yeah. It's- which and so we need to give them a universal stretch. basic income, you know. What I, mean? I still kind of like the idea. Of your, I mean, that aside, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Like this fucking downfall of society because we got self-driving trucks. Yeah. And self-driving cabs. People adapt. You know what I mean? No, exactly. People adapt and learn and grow. Yeah, but it's not like we're just gonna wake up one day and all of a sudden there's a million self-driving Ubers out there taking us wherever we have to go. Yeah. And so taxi drivers are out of business you know delivery guys are out of, out of the job like it's it's not gonna happen like that at least I don't think so I mean I'm not a fucking expert but there's so many advancements that would have to come 
for that to happen. Yeah. It's... I just don't think this this idea that we can replace humans. Because I just... Something else I was thinking, like, you've got your... Like, you know, we, we realize that we're not... Our brain, how we think, isn't just our brain. Like, our gut's connected to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Or the, the, uh, the valgus nerve in the heart has some, you know, connection to, to the stuff. And it's like, so we're not just our brain either. Like how we calculate the world. Cause that's the whole thing. Like we, we can create artificial intelligence. We're going to replace humans because we're just, we just calculate. We're, we're just this mind that calculates and, and is able, if we can get a computer that can calculate like our minds do, well, we're basically going to replicate our, our mind. It's like, man, that motherfucker, it's, there, there's more to how we create consciousness and how we process the world than just our mind. And so, man, driving a truck, you know, there, there's like things that, there's just like gut things that you're, you know that you can't necessarily fucking put into a computer program. It's in, so anyways, I don't know. I just, I think this, we're in this, this time period where we're, we're seeing these really cool advancements, but I feel like what we're seeing is that 80%. Like, that's where we're at. We're seeing well, it, it, that first 80% right. of the advancement of technology. And it's like, fucking A, look how fast we came and how far we've, we've made it. It's going to keep, like, going like this forever. And it's like, no, 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 man. It's going to have Just to like slow Jesse, down. Like, white belts. Yeah. This, you know, eventually we're going to hit the blue belt blue stage. Yeah. yeah that's kind of where it's at, possibly, you know. Is we had these advancements, just like a white belt, learning all this cool shit. And then you get to blue belt and you don't... Know, you're, you don't start learning. You don't keep learning at the same rate. Yeah. It's you're, not, you're, your improvements get smaller and smaller and stretched out over a greater period of time. Yeah. It's kind of the same idea. That's all in my completely unprofessional opinion. But... Seems legit. Just... I'm just I, I don't know. I like I, the, but I still like the universal basic income idea. I, I don't... My problem is I still don't think... I think that there's going to be more people who are motivated. Like, like we think that like there's a... I don't know how to how to put this like there was a good uh what was it the, the twitter um reporter guy had a good point he was talking about like man when i was you know a skater and i'm working at a burger place and all i want to do is skate and i'm working yeah. like you know 10 bucks an hour and i'm making like my time's worth more than that now. yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly it's like and that that's what i feel like there's going to be a lot of people like what we assume is there's going to be people who are motivated to add to that thousand dollars not see how far they can get by on that thousand dollars and how little over that that they have to do to get by and and so you know if you don't even have to hit that thousand dollar mark and you 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 just have to put out enough effort to get another thousand dollars to pay your bills each month well like you know what are you doing with that time Mm -hmm. and and i don't most people don't necessarily engage you know if you don't have meaningful work then that's one of the, the signs of people starting to get into drugs and depression and things like that. Like, was, it, it's funny. It's like, it's almost like one of the arguments for, uh, you know, like for the truckers, like you need that meaningful work for them. And so the, but yeah, I just, that's what I, I'm afraid of. It's like, we're looking at these older people who have larger bills. And so they're going to be motivated to do this but you have to start like if you start out of the gate and like as soon as you turn 18 as soon as you turn 18 you start getting a thousand bucks a month like that's what I'm afraid I'm afraid like it's it's, what we're gonna see is the impact in the previous generation it's like social media right like we're realizing in this generation coming up now like oh 
wait a minute, we fucked some shit up with this. Like, that's what I'm afraid of. It's not the fucking 55-year-old trucker who gets the $1,000 and it helps him pay his bills. Like, I'm okay with that. It's the 18-year-old kid who decides, I'm not going to get a fucking that job. Or I'm going to take this you know, other job that doesn't pay as much, but doesn't demand as much, so I'll have more time instead of challenging myself in, in developing the, 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 just the, the life skills and the mental skills that you need to be successful because eventually you're going to have those larger bills. But if you didn't, I, I, I don't know, like, man, when you're 18, $1,000 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can see that happening too, Brad. Yeah, you can sit there and speculate on it for fucking days and different scenarios. There's just so many different types of people in society, you know, and like you say, some people are just going to be like, oh, fuck it, man. Why would I go flip burgers, you know, for 10 bucks an hour? I'm already getting $1,000 a month. I don't even yeah. really need it. You know, I'm living at home, whatever. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's too many variables to... And I think the only way we would ever know is you just have to fucking do it and see what yeah. happens. Well, I, I like how, like, one of his examples is how, you know, Alaska um, has a dividend yep. that they pay out. Man, where's all the art and creativity and happiness in Alaska? Yeah, see, I, I think that... I, I know, there's, the, other, there's other they factors. That, that argument is, you know, you know, people say, oh, people use it to pursue what they're really interested right. in. Right. And shit like that. And like, yeah. Yes, some people will use it for that. I think the large majority of people won't. It's yeah. Not, it's not like we have this huge oppressed society of starving artists that are going to get this thousand dollars a right. month and they're all going to start making glass, you know, sculptures or whatever the fuck it is. Um, or, yeah. Or he had his other point too about like, you know, how many comedians, you know, he asked Joe, how many comedians do you know that aren't good? Aren't funny, right? It's like, dude, that thousand dollars a month is going to subsidize their comedy career that's really going to go nowhere. Like, maybe they're a better carpenter. Than they are a fucking comedian, but like you know, they they don't do like, like somehow this thousand dollars doesn't force them to make that decision when that was really going to be the best decision for them, and like that like that's a in my mind like that's a, some some good points, uh, you know that you got to you have to consider you, you got to consider it. all of them, and I think it's what would happen to a lot of people is. You get adjusted, like, you know, you say you get a raise at work or whatever. Even if it's a significant, you take a new job and you get a significant bump in your income. Like, you get adjusted to that pretty fucking quick. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how fast you get adjusted to, like, a big bump in your income. And you go, you know, let's just say, for example, you know, you go, you start making that extra thousand dollars a month. You know, so that's, you know, what, an extra fucking 250 bucks a week. Like, it don't take much to eat that up. All of a sudden, you get a new car payment, or you do this or that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're right back to where you were. You just got maybe a little bit more material shit. You know what I mean? Like, people get adjusted to shit pretty fucking fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's. I think that's where a lot of people would end up. Is yeah. It would just be like getting a little raise at work, and next thing you know, they just, they got this extra little bill, this little bill, and then they're right back to where they were. You know, they didn't save any more for retirement or whatever the case may be. They didn't. They don't have a rainy day fund set aside, so when shit goes sideways on them, like no, no, they just they just took on some more bills, and next thing you know, they're right back where they were. Yeah, I, I think that's where a big majority of fucking society would fall. Yeah, I, that's my speculation. Yeah, 
I just overall, man, I think that you can find individual cases where, again, like if you want to like do something where you're, uh, you know, a program, like this is the, the problem with, with welfare programs in general is it tries to treat everybody equally when everybody's not equal. Everybody doesn't deserve equal help from the system. But, you know, some people deserve less and some people deserve more. But the people that deserve less, you tell them that they deserve less and they're going to get pissed the fuck off. And like, you know, what do you mean? And you give more to some people and, and people are looking at it from the outside going like, well, why, why are you guys spending so much money on, on this person? Like, that's not fair. And so well, what you got to do is keep everything even. That's like one of the reasons the homeless problem is such a fucking thing because you can't invest the money that you need in the people that actually need the fucking help. And you're giving too much help to people that don't fucking need it, encouraging them to not necessarily, kind of like giving them a thousand bucks a month kind of thing. I'll give you a thousand dollars a month in free food and handouts and stuff. Well, fuck, I don't even need to work. You know, I could if you took that away and you took that thousand bucks and you went over to fucking crazy Larry over there who's actually mentally ill and get him like legitimate housing and help and things that he needs. But, you know, that's the, the fucking problem is we try to be fair and equitable so like dude if these truckers are losing their jobs and we wanted to put together some sort of system to help subsidize their income until they're able to get back on their feet like i'd be more behind that than i would be everybody gets a thousand bucks a month that's not fair like you know we think that it's fair but it's not you know like some people don't need that help some people need more help so give the help to the people that need it and the people that don't need it don't need it. So don't give it to them. And, but that's not how we can't do that. Everything has to be fucking fair and equitable. And that's how these things get completely sideways on us. So, anyways. But if we just go back to like we've talked about before, if everybody just worried about them fucking Yes. Down, if you just made yourself better, society as a whole would be better. Yes. Everybody worried about themselves. Just everybody worry. would get better. Yeah, just worry about yourself. That's right. So, and be a good sport. Yeah, we got way off the topic. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. I know, man. So, anyways. I don't know. You want to talk about being a good sport? Yeah. Man, we can talk about being a good sport. I'm going to have to tell my wife, like, whatever she's doing out there is... Fucking up the podcast. Is, is a little noisy. So, I'm going to wait till the next time she turns that off. Because if I open that door, it's going to blast everybody's That's ears. Right. Just give us a little... All right. Addition to real we'll life see. here. We'll see here. Hey, babe. Yeah. That's amazingly noisy. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. You'll hear when you're listening to the podcast. Okay. So if you could just wait. Yeah. So thank you. So there she, you go. She's probably making something pretty good, though. No, she's making some. She's making like strawberry cake or see? something for uh, for Shiloh's birthday. So. Child's birthday was yesterday. I got a 14-year-old, man. 14. 14. Holy moly. I know. That's a crazy thought to think that you are the father of a 14-year-old. Can't imagine. No. Cannot imagine. Huh. So. Anyways. So, all right. So, being a good sport. So, what, what the, like, I guess, like. So, uh, we started down the road to quit shit talking. Don't go flying off the mat. Punch people in the mouth. The those basics. The basics. <laughs> the big rocks. Yeah. Just get those out of the way. <laughs> So get those in order. Um, you know, another thing I think about when it comes to it, you know, lesson I, I mean, I remember learning early on, you know, I've talked about before, I, I got put in karate at a really young age, I was like five, and I was competing early on, 
And I remember those lessons, like losing and, and like crying, and like that was unacceptable in my household or my coach. Like I understand kids get upset and they cry. That dude, the way I was brought up, that shit got squashed pretty fucking fast. You don't fucking cry when you lose. Yeah. You know, like it's not being you lost because that kid was better. Guess what? That kid probably instead of dragging his feet to go to practice, he wanted to get to practice early and train harder. Like you, why? It wasn't his fault you lost. It was your fault you lost. Are you gonna cry because of that? You know what I mean? And so I, I think as far as I, I shouldn't rant so much about that. But. No man, it's funny you say that because uh, her team mom Angela told me that. Um, uh, Rue didn't he lost one of his matches and he didn't take it very well so she told him that's it you're competing until you learn to be a good loser like you gotta learn how to deal with uh, disappointment um, disappointment like that so but it's just it's, it's funny that you're, you are like you go on a rant on that because she literally just told me that like yesterday she's like yeah I gotta break that kid of that yeah it's like you do and, and that is the parent that's more of a parent's role than a coach's role because you can only be so hard as a coach yeah I mean you can advise you know but it's not like you can take the kid over especially and nowadays nowadays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nowadays especially uh yeah I mean and th- those lessons are really important man because life is gonna fuck you up as you get to be an adult and if you don't learn how to be a good sport about it and learn those lessons from it that's what losing is all about. It's just, they're just it, it's good to lose sometimes because you get to learn from it. You learn way more from losing than you do from winning. Yeah. We've talked about that a million fucking times. And yeah, man, I, that's why I think sports are so important for kids is because it teaches those, teaches them those lessons. It teaches them to deal with disappointment and to analyze. Like, okay, why did I lose? That kid was just better. Okay, why was that kid better? Don't make up excuses. Oh, he just was born better. You know, those bullshit excuses. No, that fucker was running wind sprints when, when you were out there playing grab ass with your friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be real about it. Like, those, those are the reasons you lost. That kid was training harder than you. He's better than you. Fix it. You did, then, I remember those lessons being drilled into me as a kid. Like, losing sucks. Remember that feeling. Yeah. So you can correct it. They like, because... Pain's a motivator. Pain is a great motivator. You know, it's it's a huge motivator. And, yeah, remember those feelings. It's okay to be upset. And even if you want to fucking cry about it, like, you don't do it then and there. Like, shake your opponent's hand, shake the coach's hand, shake the ref's hand, get the fuck off the mat, and then go pulp. Get yeah. out of your system, and then come back and ready for the next match. That's what I, I get pissed. Whenever I lose, I, I do, I get angry. But I just go pace a little bit. <laughs> curse to myself boom get it out of your system you're done ready for the next match and that, I mean yeah it's just, it's just something you gotta learn and as a parent you gotta help teach your kids that and I, I see that a lot of nowadays you go to these tournaments and a lot of kids crying when they lose and the parents just like, like coddling them and I'm like no I'm not a parenting expert I don't have parents I don't have kids I understand I totally understand so I'll watch what I say but yeah man like that's, those are important lessons to learn. Yeah. I think it's important to make sure that if you're consoling your kid, you're consoling them for the right reasons. Right. Or, 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 you know, making sure that they're upset for the right reasons and if they're not trying to check it. It's like, you know, if they're just overwhelmed or right. a little freaked out or whatever, and it's like they just need some, you know, reassurance or whatever. But if they're, yeah, if they're just like pissed off, you know, oh, I lost and this sucks and I don't want to do this again mm-hmm. and... So no, that ain't. That's, that's not, not it, it, man. But, you know, being mad at your opponent, you know, because yeah. you lost. 
or being mad at the ref because you lost. Like, yeah, shit's not cool. I think the only person you should ever be mad at is yourself. Yeah, that that's good. That's healthy. Okay, be mad. Be mad at yourself. Fix it. You know, train harder. Yeah, simple as that. Remember that feeling? You don't want to feel that again. You don't want to feel that. There's an answer. Work harder. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I think it it flips the other way too, man. If you're winning, yep. Like it's oh, I do. Yeah, that yeah. Seeing somebody a shitty loser is really frustrating. But seeing someone that's a shitty winner, that's even that's way worse. Yeah. Gloating. Almost kind of gets into the shit talking. That gets category. into the shit talking. Yeah, Gloating's a borderline shit talking. It's okay. It's okay to raise your hand and be yeah. excited, be happy that you won. But that's it. Yeah. That's just fucking stop right there. You don't need to be jumping around like you won the world championships, and you know what I mean. Like it's, yeah. It, be excited about it, but yeah, don't fucking gloat. Yeah. Like I think a lot of it just comes down to like respecting your opponent. Yeah. And understanding that like it's not about you. You know, both the win and the loss, like, no matter what it was, it's not just about you. Like, you, there, there's another person here. There's an opponent. And, and you got to, you know, respect them uh, as, as well. It's like being a, you know, whether you won or lost. So, but that's, it's just, it's hard because in the moment, you're just, it's you. You're amped up. You're amped up. And yeah. it's like your your emotions and, and your viewpoint of the world are so, because you don't think, like, if you act all fucking sad and, you're upset and you're slamming the mat and you're pissed off if you lost like you know that's affecting the guy who just won yep. you know what I mean that's kind of like having a negative energy around a good performance that he just had and like that's not cool that's not like cool. he just had a good performance man like fucking like you said like you know shake his hand if you want to do that shit don't do it around him nope like that's just that, that, that it's fucked up and same thing the other way like I just I just remember my buddy at uh, the Nogi Worlds flexing and shit. And it's like, yeah, like I, I, you know, didn't get upset, but that was bad sportsmanship. Really bad sportsmanship. Really bad. I mean, that's why he almost got fucking disqualified. Like, I think they wanted to fucking disqualify him. It was just this gold medal match or whatever. Like, they, the, the refs were fucking pissed at him for doing that stuff. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, cause, but it is. It's like, because I, I laugh at it because... I realized, like, oh, this dude's keyed up. Like, he's taking this way more seriously than I am, and uh, and shit. I, I, just, I didn't let it get to me, but there's people that it would. Yeah. There's people that it would definitely, like, you know, make them pissed off or it, like feel that it's disrespecting them. And obviously, they need to deal with that. But uh, you know, you're not you're not respecting your opponent, and so just fucking whoop their ass or take your ass whooping. Shake their hand. And move on. And move on. Time for the next one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it is, man. I think that jujitsu, it is it's a respect sport. And that's that's the tough thing that makes it you have to because you have to have so much respect for for your opponent and, and they like that they're gonna uh, that they're gonna protect you and you know, they're not gonna fucking hurt. we have these rules and shit, like we're literally putting our lives in each other's hands. And so, you know, we've talked about this before. It's a really interesting sport that way that it is like so intimate you have to have another person it's not like soccer like you know like yeah we're playing together but you're over there and i'm over here like no 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 no, dude we're like fucking sweating you know sweating on each other this is a totally different experience and yeah it's just such a you you have to respect your fucking opponent that's why i think like the shit talking just doesn't sit well in jujitsu 
because it just doesn't it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit it doesn't fit the culture it doesn't fit the culture huh so yeah respecting and trusting your training partners or your your, your opponent you really when you think about it your opponent is just a, another training partner for yeah. you he whoops your ass he just taught you what you need to work on yep oh he fucked me up here oh cool I need to fix that he just helped he just taught you a lesson dude I, the way yeah. I look at it is it's the, the universe put this person in front of me for a reason. So, like, what do I have? Like, what? what's the... What's the reason? What's the reason? Oh, right? his reason was showing me my X-card sucked. <laughs> right. Or... <laughs> I got that reason. Fucking, you know, like, it's already showing me that I got to work on my ankle locks despite getting the win. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, there, there's things you learn from, from both. So, but, yeah, if you're... It does. It gives you respect for your opponent if you realize, like, you know, this is a, this is a special person, because this the the universe chose this person. Everything in his life led him to this moment. Everything in your life led you to this moment. It's, it's a it's a really fucking weird thought. If you really want to like smoke some weed and sit down and think <laughs> about it, it can you it'll know trip you out. It'll trip you out for yeah, a little bit. It's like wow, man, the universe brought us together. Like you know, and everything's led up to this, and and so this guy. You know, is uh, you know, it's 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 not an opponent in a way of like I hate this guy. It's like wow, this is fucking cool. Like this guy is here to teach me something, and like win or lose, like the, the it's it's I don't know, just wow, the guy's fucking here for a reason. I'm gonna learn something from it. So, anyways, that's my existential thoughts on on the shit. And then if you're like, you know, hey man, we're all made from the same organic matter. And quantum <laughs> physics tells us that the space isn't really there. And like, so really we're all just one. And so you're really just a manifestation of myself and the things that I think I need at this moment. I'm too sober to get on <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how you like manifest your reality through fucking weirdo quantum physics? That's how some people do it. Yeah. The secret. It so. could be how some people do it. Yeah. I just choose to listen to heavy metal and do deadlifts. <laughs> Several times a day. <laughs> Several times a day. Because <laughs> I can't do anything else. <laughs> well, there you go. Anyways, yeah, you got to be a good sport, man. Winning and losing. You know, I, again, I think it, I fall into one of those things to where I, I'm so short-fused with it. And it's because those are the lessons, man. I got taught super early on. I mean, I got I was in karate comp tournaments when I was fucking six years old, getting my ass whooped and win, winning and losing, and man, I took, learned those lessons fucking early lessons, and I just kind of assumed everybody went through through those trials and tribulations, you know, like yeah, you you lost and you threw a tantrum, well you know you threw a tantrum and then guess what happened after that? Your dad swatted your fucking ass. I didn't put you in fucking. I didn't put you in this so you could throw a tantrum because you lost. You know, oh, you wanted to skip practice. That's why you fucking lost. You know what I mean? Don't cry about it. Don't be a baby. Fucking suck it up. You got another match coming up. You're like, I, I remember these lessons burning in my brain. So I just assume they get taught and they, get, they don't, I guess. Yeah. So I get a little calloused. You know, I just... Yeah. Man, just like everything else, man. It doesn't come naturally. Sports. Man. Fuck, put your kid in sports. Yeah. If it's not jiu-jitsu, something. And mm. if you put them in a sport league to where they're not keeping score... And they're handing out trophies to everybody. 
Find a different sport for your fucking kid. Yeah. Find a different league to put him in. That's why jiu-jitsu is good. It's hard to fucking... You know who won. Yeah. <laughs> the person on top or the person not tapping. The person not tapping. Yeah. Generally, it's the generally winner. the person who won. It's hard to not keep score it's hard from to... the kids when you know that. But uh, yeah, man. I think that it's it's important shit. It's, it's, it's tough. It's, it is, man. It's, it's, it's being a good sport in sports will teach you to be a good sport in life and yep. again tying back like that's the problem like dude so many people out there are not a good sport like they can't take someone like you know uh, insulting them or how they look at shit it's like that's really what it boils down to like you're just not a good sport like you're getting way too fucking worked up over this stuff like what somebody put on Facebook about you know Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or some stupid shit like what is wrong with you so, and it's because people don't learn it, man. You don't learn how to be a good sport. Uh, well, and, yeah, if you deal with insults, you know, dealing with shitty people, or dealing with just tough times in your life. Like, yeah, it's, being a good sport, we're talking directly related to an athletic event. But, man, those those lessons really carry out through all your, all the difficulties you're going to run into in life, you know, through relationships ending, you know, whatever the case is, like, those lessons you learn being a good sport and that shit. <laughs> Dude, life ain't fair. Life is not. If fucking you can't fair. learn to be a good sport when life's like fucking with you, <laughs> you're gonna have a tough time. You're gonna man. have a really tough time. Really tough time. If you got, if you, if you got brought up and you got used to getting a medal whether you won or lost, and oh, you always did good, and no matter what, when shit's not always gonna go your way. Nope. And you're gonna. Fold like a fucking tent in the wind. Yeah. When shit doesn't go your way. Yeah. That was, God, who, one of the guys, I listened to so many, it was a nine hour drive there and back, so I listened to a bunch of interviews. He's talking about like a study they did in the 60s. I forgot what they called the learning, but where they basically made it so that everyone got it. Everyone got 100%. Everyone got the material. It was so simple and so easy that everybody got it. And they thought that it was going to build their confidence. And, you know, when they went back to the regular school system, the first time that they didn't get a hundred, that they struggled just with something, they folded. just folded, and they had to scrap the, the the system. They're like, they can't. This is not an option for education. Like, this is not teaching people in an optimal way. No, learning to overcome adversity and challenges is huge. Yeah, and giving uh, giving a child an opportunity to do that in a sporting event, to where you know the risk reward is only winning or losing a game. But the value and the lesson they learn from that is so huge and it carries over. Yeah. You know, you don't have to teach them through a shitty life lesson to overcome adversity. You teach them in a sport. Like, hey, look it. And, and dude, this shit is like, obviously from the way I'm talking about it, this shit gets etched into your fucking memory of being able to overcome adversity. And that carries over. And yeah, you can't take that for granted, man. You cannot take that those lessons for granted that kids are learning to be a good sport. Yeah. No, man. goes the same thing for adults. I mean, if you haven't fucking... If you didn't get that chance to do it as a kid, or even if you did and you've forgotten... That's the thing, man. We get out... So many people are so far away from playing sports that you can start to get a little, like, forgetful Mm -hmm. of some of those lessons. So that's why jiu-jitsu is so great. Every day you go to practice. Every day, man. Yeah. It's like you get to fucking do it. and it's uh, Yeah, even if you're not... The type of person who wants to go to competitions, you know, and you still train jiu-jitsu and you show up and you live roll 
Those lessons are going to, it's the same thing. Yeah. It really is. You got to learn to be a good sport. You got to learn to be a good sport because you're going to get your ass whooped. Yeah. And then when you whoop your partner's ass, you can't gloat. You just fucking slap hands and go, I know. Yeah. That's it. No big deal. It's it's like a non event thing. Like, oh, you tap him? Cool. Slap him. Round's not over. Slap hands. Start over. Yep. Like, it's. Sometimes talk a little shit. Talk a little shit. Like, oh, I fucked you up there. Yeah. (laughs) Should have left your arm out. (laughs) Bet you can't do that again, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's my line. But, yeah. You got lucky. Yeah, but you know that's uh, yeah, totally, man. And, and people that don't have that in their life, it goes back to that. Uh, we were talking earlier about you know Dr. Phil had talked about heroes and like situations don't make them, they reveal them. And I was like, man, I kind of realized that that's it, just, it. It extrapolates out to the whole character of a person. Like situations don't make people, they reveal them. And you know, just realizing that there's a lot of people out there that are not fucking losers. They're just stuck in these patterns of a loser. And all they need is a situation. All they need is an opportunity for them to like show themselves and reveal like, oh, I'm not a fucking loser. This is who I am. And like that's what I think is like so, you know, any sport, all everything's can do it. But this being a jiu-jitsu podcast, obviously we're fucking super biased towards the power of jiu-jitsu yep. and the struggle, the long-term struggle that you undertake that first day that you walk in and you tie that white belt around your waist for the first time and that it, it, it's just, it, you know, it, it allows you an opportunity to reveal that you're more than a fucking loser. And yeah, man, like that was the thing with fight club. Like our best fucking talent is just being wasted, you know, cause they're just asleep in these dead end jobs and it's bullshit. So, gotta fucking wake up that human potential. It's not with universal basic income. It's with fucking <laughs> universal basic jujitsu. That's right. That's what I'm gonna run. My ba- my platform is gonna be jujitsu for all. Universal, universal basic jujitsu. Jiu- basic jujitsu. That's the name of our school right there, buddy. <laughs> universal <laughs> basic jujitsu for everyone. Robin James, 2022, <laughs> or whenever the fucking. I don't even know. That's not even. We could run that here. I guess so. <laughs> we might win. Run for something. Run for something. So, yeah, that man. might be a good place to end it. I think so. Universal basic jujitsu. Yeah, that's what we all need to to be to be working towards. Mm-hmm. The w- yeah. world will be a much better place. Agreed. Teach people to be better sports. Agreed. So, cool. Here we go with that. Call the rat. All right, buddy. See you guys later. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Consequences, but what you
shoot you. <laughs>